This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. Well, we want to, we're rounding out James chapter 5. Take your Bibles and turn there with me tonight. And we are getting close to the very end of this great book, and we've been here for quite some time, and uh, it's been quite a journey. And I'm thankful for all of the spiritual truths that we have learned and the things that we have seen throughout the scriptures uh, as we've cross-referenced. Verse 14 is where we left off uh, the last time I was teaching this this book. And uh, But I want you to notice this now. The Bible says in verse number 14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. While we think of this verse, I want you to turn with me to a passage and we'll read another scripture in just a minute. I want you to find your place there real quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we'll read verses 3 through 6. But I, I want to deal with a very important subject tonight, and I don't know how long it will take us to get through this point of thought. But when I read a verse of scripture like this, and when you read a verse of scripture like this, I don't know how many times you've shared this with a loved one that has been failing in health, a loved one that has been sick. Maybe you have read this verse to yourself. You've looked it up in a time of need when you needed encouragement. And whatever the circumstance was prevailing around the frailty of health, Maybe you have asked yourself this question or maybe somebody's asked you the question, Pastor, with a verse like this in the Bible, then please tell me why God does not heal all sick saints. And I, I want you to, you know, as I think about a scripture like this and pastoring for all of these years and We've had so many that's been in our church that's been touched and healed and we have had some that's lingered. We've had some that God has taken quickly. There's just been a variety of folks in our church that have gone through devastating circumstances. And maybe the question you have even goes a little bit farther than why doesn't God heal all sick saints? Maybe the question you take it a little bit deeper than that and maybe your question is well pastor why doesn't God heal all of his people who really love him now we're putting God sort of like on the spot or we want to put him on the spot and maybe you've asked yourself this question and maybe people has asked you well why doesn't God heal people why doesn't he heal all six saints why doesn't he heal all those who truly love him? 
Why doesn't he heal all those who have diligently served him? And that's a very good question, and perhaps you wonder about that from time to time. I think the scripture, nothing can soothe the heart going through those kind of valleys outside of the word of God. That's all we have. And the trouble sometimes, we have the prayers of the saints and so forth, but sometimes the only thing we can cling to is like the old song says, I will cling to the old record cross. Sometimes all we have to cling to is the word. Look at this, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And let me try to address the subject with this passage of Scripture. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to, look at this now, because this is going somewhere. This passage is a vehicle to take you to the answer. It's a vehicle to take you to the peace of a troubled heart. Look at this. Who comforted us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation aboundeth, also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Now, the thing that we want to remember when we're reading a passage like this is that it was written by the Apostle Paul. And let me remind you of something. The Apostle Paul was not a very healthy man. That's imperative when we're addressing a subject like this, when we're trying to answer some questions, how you can be a help and a comfort to uh, your loved ones and your friends. He, you have to remember this. He was not in good health himself. I want you to see another passage here. This is the classic one that we're all familiar with in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. And I feel that for sure in my study of the word, and you, this is the beauty of the scripture. You can read the word and God can show you something. And I can read the word. And he may show me something else. He may speak to you in one way. He may speak to me in another. And sometimes he may speak to us in the same. But look at this. And, and I believe by conviction of scriptures that he was dealing with one of the things he was dealing with that was contributing to the fact that he was not a healthy individual was that in my study of the scriptures, I believe that he was going blind. And I've shared that with you multiple times. And I've got wonderful, wonderful preacher friends who have entirely different perspectives on this. And we still fellowship and love one another. It's just how we see the intent of the word. But in my study, and there are reasons for it, I believe he was going blind. 
And uh, the, the poor eyesight that he had in my study, I believe it was indeed his thorn in the flesh. We all have one. But look at the scripture here in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, that we're all familiar with it. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. We all have one. The messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, this thorn in the flesh, he said, I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, in necessities and persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. All right, here's the thing that you have to remember about the Apostle Paul. Let's, let's, have, a, let's have it just as a given fact. Say you agree with me for a few moments tonight that his thorn in the flesh, one of the aspects of that is that he was going blind. The second thing that I want you to remember is this. This was a man who had also been beaten in his body on numerous occasions that it actually left embedded scars upon him. Okay, so he's not only a man dealing with a thorn in the flesh. Let's consider it tonight. Let's say just for the sake of conversation tonight that he's going blind. You say, well, why do you say that, preacher? You can read in Acts chapter 9 when he was on the road of Damascus. And as he was on a mission to persecute the church, the believers. You remember the scripture? As he was riding on that Damascus road, a bright light came down from heaven. And the word said it blinded him. It knocked him off of his horse. And do you remember he still lingered with blindness for a couple of days? I don't think Paul ever fully recovered from that episode of blindness. So let's just for the sake of conversation tonight agree to agree that that's what it was. You may have a different perspective, that's okay. But for the moment, think with me. As he was going blind, he's a man beaten with rods. In fact, since you're in 2 Corinthians, look at this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25, this is what he says by his own testimony. He says, thrice, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice or three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. So his body has been horrendously afflicted. You look at this. He was, he was beaten with rods three different occasions. He was stoned. In fact, the Bible says that when they, they drug him out of the city and left him for dead in this little town called Lystra, he was, they thought he was dead. 
So he was stoned like Stephen. He was, the scripture said, three times I suffered a shipwreck. I don't know about you, but if I was ever on a boat that was sinking and shipwrecked, I don't think I'd get on another one. <laughs> this was a brave individual. Okay, so here's the thing now. So he's going blind. He's been beaten. He's been stoned. He's been shipwrecked. He's been in the deep. In other words, he was in the perils of, of the ocean. The scripture says a night and a day. And then he takes his testimony a little farther. I don't know if you're, you're getting the scriptures on the back wall. Can you get them on the front wall? Yeah, here. So let's look at this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 17. I want you to see how he, he, he furthers his testimony of, of the affliction of his body. And this is very significant tonight, where we're going with this. You, you, why doesn't God heal all sick saints? Why doesn't God heal all sick saints that truly believe in him? And why doesn't God heal all sick saints that diligently serve him? Okay, and we're using the great apostle Paul as the cornerstone of this teaching tonight. In Galatians chapter 6, verse number 17, he says, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. This is what he was saying. Everything that I have encountered and everything that I have going, I, I've gone through, he said, I, I'm enduring this. I'm going through it uh, for the Lord Jesus. Now, the apostle Paul was probably one of the greatest preachers that the earth has ever known outside of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Yet, God allowed this great man to suffer greatly. Now, the question is this. After reading a passage in James chapter 5, verse number 15 again, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if you have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. The question is this. Okay, here's a man that is deeply devoted to the Lord Jesus he bears in his body the marks of the scars of the Lord. He, the, that simply means when you read that scripture, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. He's saying this, my body is riddled with scars, literal, physical scars. And I have received all of these marks on my body for the sake and cause of Christ. So the question is this, a man like Paul, why didn't God heal him? This may help you tonight when you're thinking about maybe a dilemma that you're going through, or maybe a friend is going through, maybe a family member is going through. I've, I've wondered sometimes in my meditation, things like this, I don't know if you do, but sometimes when I sit back with this Bible in my hand and I study and I meditate, I prepare a sermon or whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm in the Word, something will cross my mind like this. Why would Jesus allow his cousin, John the Baptist, whom he said himself, there was no greater born among women. Why would Jesus when John the Baptist was standing on the banks of the River Jordan, as he was preaching about Jesus who was coming after him, 
there he was. He stopped what he was doing and he said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. He said, I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes or tie them up. Why would Jesus allow his cousin, who was the voice crying in the wilderness, to suffer such a barbaric death? You know the ultimate story of him. He was beheaded. Why? Why couldn't John the Baptist just grow old and pass in his sleep? Why? Why did, why did Jesus, why did God allow Bartholomew to be filleted alive, martyred for the cause of the gospel? I don't know if you've ever meditated on things like that. Now, I don't ask things like that as if I were questioning the integrity of the Lord, but it's just a mystery of the scripture. And I wonder this. So when I think about those kind of things and I read a scripture like this and I, when we get to this passage here in James chapter five and I'm thinking about how he did not heal the apostle Paul who pretty much begged to be saved from his healing, not in salvation to heaven, but delivered from the marks or delivered from the thorn, delivered from the persecution. Perhaps you've had a loved one that's been asking the question, if God so loved the world, if God loves everybody the same, if God is not a respecter of persons, then why hasn't God healed me? Why does God allow me to go through the enduring suffering that I'm going through? Maybe you've had a friend that's been asking God to heal them. And for whatever reason, for the moment, nothing seems to be happening. Nothing seems to be moving. Maybe tonight there's something going on even within you. And you're saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I serve you. I've been a believer for a long time. I tried to obey your word. I have my devotions. I'm in church. I tithe. I do all of these wonderful things. Lord, why haven't you healed me? And you may be wondering, why hasn't? The Apostle Paul is, was a human being just like we are. And he was struggling with the question of healing. I'm sure in this, I besought the Lord thrice. I'm sure it was with agony. It was, it was with fervency. Now, here's something else that I want you to consider about Paul. Not only about his thorn, not only was his body riddled with pain, and not only was it full of deep embedded scars, he wasn't only a great preacher, but he was a great missionary. We know from the scripture that he had at least three wonderful missionary journeys. But in his ministry, I want you to think about this. In his ministry, God had allowed him to the place, like Peter, James, and John. You remember when Peter and John were going through the temple area and, and the blind man said, 
give me some money. And they said, gold and silver have I none, but in the name of Jesus Christ, rise. Remember that story. Well, here's the thing. Just like Peter and John, God had allowed the apostle Paul to get to a place where he was allowed to put his hands on other people and touch them to be healed. You think with me now. The scripture says that he healed many people. Yet this man who loved God, who served God, who bore in his body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ, had all of these terrible, horrendous things that happened to him, was the greatest preacher on the earth outside of Jesus himself, who had placed his hands on others and healed them, God would not allow Paul to heal himself. Now you think about that. And here's the other thing. God chose not to heal him either. So when I look at all of this, let me try to, in my best way that I know how to help you with this thing tonight, First, let me say that our church is a church that truly believes in divine healing. We believe it. I believe it from cover to cover. And the reason I believe it is for scripture that's found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number eight. You're very familiar with this. And the scripture says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. So whatever he has been in the past, whatever he is now, he will always be. You think with me. And because he was in the healing business of yesterday, I can assure you that he's still in the healing business today. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, if he was in the healing business yesterday, the scripture says that he is in the healing business today. Okay, if I take that preacher to be true, then why doesn't he heal everybody? Well, let me assure you without question that God can, at his will, he can heal sick people. He can heal them from their suffering. He can heal them from their pain. And whether it be spiritually, whether it be physically, whether it be emotionally, God can do that. Sometimes God uses doctors and medicine to do it. Sometimes he uses over here where I sit. I have the oil that James chapter 5 talks about. Anytime somebody walks down this aisle and wants to be anointed with oil, I don't have to send somebody run into the kitchen. I don't have to send somebody to the closet and try to dig something out. I've got it sitting right here. I believe in this. With all fervency, I believe it. Sometimes God uses the anointing oil. Sometimes he uses doctors and medicines. Sometimes God uses all-night prayer meetings. We've had a few of those here in our church. Well, we've prayed all night. I'm talking about from 8 o'clock one morning to 8 o'clock the next morning, 24 hours where we've had at least two people down here at the altar praying 24 hours. So I believe in the power of prayer. But listen carefully. Sometimes 
in this thing of why doesn't God heal all sick people? Sometimes he chooses not to use the medicine. Sometimes he chooses not to use the oil. Sometimes he chooses not to use the all-night prayer meetings. Sometimes God just says no. Paul said, I besought the Lord thrice. And each time God said, no, no, no. There's a reason for that. Several reasons for that. I believe this will be an encouragement to you. It will help you to help not only yourself, but it will help you to help others. I have to stop here now. Pick up here next Wednesday night. Sometimes he says no. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.